0: This is the Squared Co podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris. We have a guest here, Jason Yang. Jason, who's our other co host here today? I don't know how and to I say did. his
1: last name, but I think it's Jared <laughs> Murray. <Mariano.
0: laughs>
2: that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, cl- okay. That's close enough. No, it's very good. It's that's enough. very good. I know there's been many different
0: pronunciation on this podcast. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if anybody actually knows how to say his last name. But it's said a, by the robot good. at the
2: beginning of every episode, yeah. so you should know it by now. <laughs>
0: you, you know, so we've never, I don't think we've ever talked about this, or maybe we have, but it took, I had to like phonetically spell your name out mm-hmm. so many different times yeah. before it got like remotely close. <laughs> it's like every single time I tried a different variation of letters, it, yeah, I don't even, it didn't work at all i think yeah
2: i did it on my facebook page i think the same thing and it's like this weird dr seuss spelling of my last name to make it say the right <laughs> sounds but <laughs> yeah uh, you can we got get it, there yeah. though yeah i, just, I got pretty have to, close like, all
1: i had to do is just like switch the letter from the a to the o and that's that's pretty, awesome. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much all yeah a little easier
0: so so if you guys uh haven't already listened to it our last episode is the what Jason came up with a really clever term, the Solo a Star Wars story precap. It's very good. So instead of a review or a recap, this is kind of our I don't know, thoughts and prayers before seeing the actual film. Mm-hmm. And this episode will be the part two of that conversation, which we actually get into the review of Solo a Star Wars story. Yes. Um, so if you haven't already, um, and you're interested to hear the full conversation, be sure to listen to the previous episode before jumping in on this one, but Jared.
2: Oh no. I was just going to say, I meant to listen to it again today before we recorded to kind of catch up on what we said and you know, right. how much of it was a uh, spot on or not, but I, I did not get the chance. So let's hope we can remember.
0: Yeah. We'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I try to forget every episode immediately <laughs> after. so Delete, delete, delete.
1: Just get, get rid of it. Yeah, Easy just delete
0: do. it straight out of the memory banks. Um, but all right, before we jump into the conversation, just like the last um, episode, we talked about our new Star Wars merch that we have in the Squared Co. shop. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Star Wars sticker pack by CKS Design. I'm not even going to try and say his name this week. Um, so there's four stickers you get in there. Um, and we have a, a Falcon, Flying Falcon pin. So it's the Millennium Falcon after the whatever part gets launched out. What is it? The, the, escape the pod. Extra... The escape pod. Yes. <laughs> I kept wanting to say cargo pod for some reason. Mm. Escape pod. Uh, yeah, There we go. Anyways, be sure to check out the links in our show notes to see all of the merch um, that is new in the Squared Co. shop.
2: There's actually quite a bit of Star Wars stuff in the in the shop yeah. too, so not just. Oh, the actually, pins,
0: yeah, I I made a new um, tab or link within our store that has all Star Wars items mm. um, from throughout all of the different gallery shows we've had over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a handful of different prints um, and other products.
2: Plus that your are pins. Star Wars well, one one oh, yeah. pin is still left, right?
0: Oh yeah, so yeah, it was the evolution? There's the Trooper Evolution yeah. pin, which was my design, um, and a few other pieces in there.
2: I can't believe Trooper Evolution's still there. That's my that's my favorite one of of all the pins. I think, not mine, of course, excluding mine, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Jared. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so l- last week we had we played a really really, really challenging game at the beginning of our of our episode where uh, Jared asked Jason and I some questions from a trivia game. We're not doing that this week. Oh. But instead, I had the gentleman do one of those fun uh, survey games or I don't even, questionnaires, online mm-hmm. question yeah. surveys where this one was... Um, what would your job in star wars be so you're we're asked like 20 different questions and depending on how you answer this website will give you what your star wars job would be so who wants to go first and tell everybody what their job in star wars would
2: uh be? i'll go first cuz mine's not very okay. exciting let me i th- so wait wait
0: let's let's, tr- let's i want to okay jerry you can go first no but <laughs> I don't know if this is an option because going into this this survey they didn't say like, oh, these are the the jobs available. Mm-hmm. but I would guess if it's possible, I would say Jared is oh, you're a gonna guess you're gonna Oh wow is um some sort of a politician.
2: Oh, oh yeah. that's that's offensive, but good guess <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you have a guess, Jason? I don't I didn't look at a list or even other yeah options I
0: don't know me, what so. they would be. I'm
1: guessing
2: oh, that yeah.
0: that would be you, something close to that. You
1: would be the rancor uh, caretaker.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> for oh, the, how is that not more offensive?
1: For the outfit alone. No, not for that. that. I just mean more... Uh, for the outfit alone. More the job. Because <laughs> he's so because sensitive. You're not, you're yeah. so you're not sensitive. a character. You're doing a job.
3: Right,
2: so. it's a job. Right, um, that's right. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, Creatures big and let small. Let me see here. You appreciate it. That's right. <laughs> so it asked you a bunch of questions, and they're pretty stupid questions, right? Yeah. They were so general <laughs> you could go. You could probably pick any of those answers, and you kind of had to pick, you know, the best one. So I got uh, entertainer, and the really? picture. <laughs> yeah. The picture they gave was the was uh, special middle? edition. The, the the singer. The singers, the backup singers from, from the special edition. Though, oh, okay. Oh, not in, even the not even the main one. Not even the you main the, one. Who's backup? So Aww. it says. Let me read the thing. Times are hard in the galaxy and people turn to you for entertainment. <laughs> you're talented and creative, capable of rousing people from their doldrums and elevating their spirits beyond what they thought possible. Other people have adventures, but you're the reason people remember them. So that's a good you know what? description. That really
1: is. You, you know, slap on a bikini and you're, you're there. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine so with that,
0: that. I mean, if, if podcast is obviously not podcast or whatever is not, an option mm-hmm. in star Wars world mm-hmm. that what you just described is probably the closest thing to that. Yeah. So.
2: yeah. Or like, uh, what do you call the, the pod race announcers? They're kind of, Oh, that'd be kind of fun. They're yeah. kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Jason.
0: Okay. You're up. Uh, I was
1: Jason's actually, I bet was, yeah.
2: uh, think? gosh, I would want to say bounty hunter. Cause I think he'd want to answer the questions to lead that <laughs> well, way. You think he would cheat? Cause he'd want it to be way? the answer. <laughs> Uh, but I'd say maybe like a an imperial officer oh, okay. of some sort. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I would guess I would I'm gonna go boring just because Jason is such I a am nice boring. guy and yeah. say it, he That's, he is uh... the goodest guy in the galaxy and be he would be a Jedi. Mm. Oh,
3: okay. I
1: have principles, I wow. suppose. Um so well they
2: get politician, he gets Jedi. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's more offensive. <laughs> No, so we Cha-
0: Chancellor Mariama. <laughs> yeah,
1: so you, like you said, you basically have ten ten responses or something like that to yeah to figure out what your what your uh, the outcome's going to be. And I was I really was trying to be honest with my responses and <laughs> you know more like my personality. And uh, believe it or not, Jared, you're right. I'm gonna be a hunter. <laughs> bounty hunter. Bounty hunter.
3: Really?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I am. Very it, it good. Was, That's a good was, one. It was really it was nice when uh, you know I submitted the survey and then uh, the questionnaire. And then it popped up a picture of uh, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Boba Fett with his blaster up. It mm. says, Bounty Hunter. Very Horror. cool. So the description real quick. So, you want to read it real yeah. quick? Yeah. Okay.
2: Sure. Go yeah. ahead. Uh,
1: for half a million credits, you can track down anyone. For half mm. a million more, you can erase them from the galaxy. You're the best at Jeez. what you do and your reputation is notorious. You tend to be a loner, but that's just because you're highly efficient. Just try not to disintegrate anyone okay. So I think loner is more like, you know, uh, more my job, just <laughs> sitting at my desk all day, uh, kind of freelancing, that's true. you know, own my own business. That's, yeah. I
2: don't know. That part I would agree with. The, the killing people part. I'm Yeah, I'm not sure which <laughs> yeah, question I don't know. you answered. I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe there was a little bit of,
1: uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So we actually
2: know Mark's, don't we? Didn't you post yours? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: So I actually got the same job as Jason, so I also am a bounty hunter. Um, So we don't need to read through it again, but is that surprising to you, Jared? Would you have Um, guessed something different?
2: uh, Well, it's because all of it, see, it all depends on how you answer these questions. So I would love to see the answers to your questions because then I could see where the sort of, (laughs) yeah, the... um, where it goes wrong, <laughs> I wouldn't think of either one of you as a. Where it goes wrong for hunter. you, you mean, not for us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um uh, were you surprised, Mark, or did you want that? I mean, everybody kind of wants Bounty Hunter, but
0: uh, no, I didn't want it. I I love Jedi, so I would want to be a Jedi more than anything. No, see, I Scholar's you Galaxy. would you
2: would definitely be Imperial. I think. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> imperial what though anything you just wouldn't be on the jedi side of things i don't think i think you'd either no be way. you wouldn't be a sith I'm too good hmm. i'm too good we'll hmm. have to take a look at these questions again all right
3: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> that was fun though uh, all right so yeah uh, yeah it's just a, a nice little change of pace there to start things off um sure but again we are the reason we're actually here is to talk about Solo, a Star Wars story. So this is the second uh, movie in the Star Wars galaxy that is not part of a trilogy. Uh, kind of, sort of, not following the Skywalker storyline. Right. Um, there's so before we get any further, I'm just going to say it right now, if you haven't already seen this and you're sensitive to spoilers, okay. we're not holding back yes, at all. At so all. moving forward, this is this is your warning point. Or yeah, I don't know when the spoilers are going to come out, but our conversation is going to be no, we're not holding back on anything. So yeah, here's your warning.
2: I guess it's funny because I'm thinking who would listen to something where they don't say spoilers? You know, it's so like strange to talk about these things without giving a spoiler. Well, if we saw I this think, like six months ago, I could see where you're like, well, you right, know. But right, I just wouldn't listen. I think, I think
0: <laughs> in like pop culture. Um, i don't know whatever we're doing right now we're comment commenting on pop yeah. culture i think a lot of podcasts and other review sites and stuff they give you a point of you know mm-hmm. of return. So like oh you can listen to the first half and it's spoiler free right so yeah that's true uh, yeah we're, we're just we're not gonna try and tiptoe around the line we're just gonna have a an open conversation i
2: think point. my uh definition of spoiler too is pretty broad like
0: Oh, mine is so bro. I can't so broad. stand
2: the talking around stuff. You know stuff. what? That's I story. was actually,
0: I was halfway mad at you before seeing the movie, Jared, because you posted a picture of baby Han Solo mm-hmm. with a little Jabba the Hutt toy. And I was like, this motherfucker, hey. <laughs> Jabba Whoa. the Hutt Whoa. is in this movie. Now Now I know. And the whole movie's ruined because I know Jabba's in it. And then, of course, he's not even in it. So I got fake mad at you for no reason. I love
1: it. Then it worked. I I have succeeded. I would like to ask, Mark, if instead of using what you just said, if you'd use the word (laughs) "moof milker" in place of any (laughs) profanity, I would appreciate that for this episode only.
2: (laughs) it a fit He wants his we kids all, to be able to listen yeah. to this. <laughs> we
0: all know that Jared is a huge moof milker. So totally it shouldn't be a problem.
2: But what I do in the privacy of my own home is my <laughs> business. So
0: what? Co- what color is the moof milk? Uh,
2: depends. Depends on the season. Uh, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> all
0: right. All right. So okay, let, okay. let's okay. jump into it. Yes. Um, we're first. We're going to talk about like the early stuff that happened within this film. So the first half. Um, I'm going to. Start off with a, the first topic or first thing I want to talk about or discuss is immediately the very first thing that happens in this movie, mm-hmm. they have a different intro style than any yeah. other. So True. They still, yeah. they still start with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you know, same font, same blue, whatever. Right. But they do not transition to the opening brawl. Yeah. Right. Um,
1: well, they didn't They didn't do that in Rogue One either. So for the right. Star Wars story.
0: Yeah. Right. But this is this is different even from what they did in Rogue One, yeah. mm-hmm. where they have like um, they tell some sort of a story f- via text mm-hmm. or copy. How, what are your guys' feelings on that? Do you th- do you like that it's a separation from the trilogies? Do they need to have that? The text in there or should it just jump straight into the movie
2: so first things first uh i think i like that they don't use the crawl for every movie i, I like that that is kept to the the skywalker saga i guess we'll say uh, at least i the do trilogy, like yeah the
1: trilogy yeah, saga, yeah. yeah yeah
2: i like that they did text at the beginning i, I feel like it kind of needs a, a set like you know setting you up for what you're going to see in the same way that they do with star wars like it's not yeah. a date or something specific. It's just saying, here's where we're dropping. And I thought the way they did it was great. I will say, I thought the kerning (laughs) was strange on it, didn't you think? Like, I mean, I don't really notice that stuff normally, but they- they, Neither do I. They put some stuff in like all caps, like uh, syndicates or what did they put? Like It was like crime, something about crime or something or somebody's name. And so they put that in all caps and it just looked all off to me for some reason. But I was fine with how they- how they handled that. I will say I was a little less pleased by the way Solo came onto the screen. Oh, that's
0: funny. I, I, I don't, oh, and it was like a weird pixelated thing, right? Yeah, and
2: it look—it just looked like a trailer or an advertising the way they used the yeah. exact advertising logo to, to come at you like that. I, well, for some reason, that threw me off a little bit. If we bit, go back
1: but, to Rogue One, a Star Wars mm-hmm. story, I was extremely <laughs> disappointed in how they had the uh, the logo kind of set. It was it was very mm. very minimal this one I thought was nice because it actually had some dimension it's, it had some layer you know like you said it, it kind of it felt moved kind of, it felt kind of digital um, yeah it yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. glitched a little bit I I prefer that and of course that's you know since that's kind of what I do uh, I can appreciate mm-hmm. the time and effort that goes into creating a title like that versus just typing something out and putting it over black. And then, yeah, it, it just... I,
2: I kind of wish they didn't use the exact logo, though, for some reason. I don't know why that bothers me. It's like it feels to me like in a movie when they say the line and the line is the title of the movie. Like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. it feels to me like that, like matchy matchy or something. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, not a big deal, obviously. And uh, if we can't get past this part, we're going to be here for, for right, 17 exactly. hours. So. <laughs> I thought it looked great. It did. It uh, looked okay. much
1: better uh, than Rogue One
0: moving moving forward here so one of the another thing feel and you know what i'm just going to keep going on with the topics that i want so if you guys want to jump in with something feel free um but i'll keep going here the so another one thing that i did like they're setting a tone and there there are some things that are happening that tie the newer movies together so even though this happens like chronologically before the original trilogy Mm -hmm. they have uh I don't know, the orphans or like the orphans are on a poor planet and they're scavengers. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of what Ray was doing in the beginning of Force Awakens Hmm. when she was on Jakku and, you know, scavenging for different random things. And then they'd go and trade it in for portions. They said the same thing in the... I don't know, like the kid hostel or whatever that thing was in the beginning of Solo. Mm -hmm. The kids were, they're arguing and fighting over different items, saying that they're going to get X number of portions for this. Right. So I thought that was kind of cool that it tied this over, like this larger universe or galaxy together by, you know, talking about currency and how kids would, who are orphans, how they're able to survive.
2: Definitely. And I think that's, I think that's a theme that kind of runs through. All the films, yeah. uh, whether it's like, you know, uh, Anakin being a slave and mm-hmm. uh, then all the way up to The Last Jedi, where you have these kids who we are not quite sure what their situation is, but it doesn't seem right. very good. Yeah. Uh, so that seems to be a common thread. The way they handled this in Solo, though, I do when I when that came on screen and the way they handled it. You know, it's kind of like Oliver or something, <laughs> you know, oh, right. these kids are, they're working, they're stealing and they're working for somebody else to do it and stuff like that. It was a little, I was a little concerned whenever they do kids in star Wars, I get a little nervous because yeah. it tends to go really hammy cliche kids. And so I thought, Oh gosh, if this is going to be a big part of it, we, you know, brace yourselves. But, uh, it was, it went by very quickly. Yeah. That whole first scene did. Oh so. yeah. But I agree, Mark. It was, it it's was nice that they're Yeah. That was like, kind of what
1: you guys are getting at. I think there was uh, everything was very well edited together. So just like you said, Mark, be, that parallel between it and like kind of Ray and showing where they were, mm-hmm. what kind of their their livelihood looked like, what their struggles were, you know, trying to make sure they're <laughs> bringing in enough so they can have their own portions and survive. It was it was quick, but it was you got a lot of information just in that you know, those couple lines of dialogue between the kids and just the visual setting. Right. Um, it says a lot without having to just do this huge exposition of where it is or even have like a long crawl, um, explaining everything. So I think that yeah. was a really, yeah. just like what you're pointing out, I think throughout the film, we'll, we'll, start with the early half, but throughout the film it was really well done. Um, so that they didn't, it, there's such a, a, delicate balance with this movie, the editing, and what we saw was um, very well crafted throughout. So this is a mm-hmm. really great example of that too.
2: Second, second viewing and thinking about it after after viewing the whole film, it makes sense that this is sort of basically just saying this is the conditions. This is probably where he came from. Yeah, he yeah. he he was one right. of these kids earlier. Yeah. So th- then it's fine. And yeah,
0: we we didn't get into this, but how many times have you guys seen the movie so far?
2: Twice. 50, 60 Good. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no, actually, uh, two times. I was able to get in, in twice um, and took my. So I've home. only seen it once, and Doom. I'm debating whether or not I should go see it again. So th- we'll see how this conversation, if it pushes me over the edge to go for a second viewing or if yeah. I'm good. All this. Star
2: Wars films deserve a second viewing in the theater. Yeah. At least a right. second yeah, viewing we'll in the see.
0: theater. All right. So just shortly after this scene with the kids, uh, I guess there's kids still in this, but mm-hmm. I gotta get your take on this. What the heck is that giant caterpillar lady? Thing? Right. What uh, was that? Late, I think what that was. Uh, the heck was that? Yeah,
2: from it looked like a Tim Burton kind of thing, didn't it? Yeah. it like, oh Alice in Wonderland gosh. kind of. thing. That was really
0: interesting. So,
2: someone pointed out though that before you say like, if you look at the early <laughs> concepts for Java, there is one that's very similar to that, and there then I really thought is, that's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, I thought it. It was similar, but I don't know. It, for me, that was just way too goofy, and I, I was pretty f- like just thrown out of the movie when I was looking at that scene and that creature. Yeah. It was, I was not into it at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me. I want to hear if if anybody here has something favorable to say about that character.
2: No, I was uh, when that thing came out and the way it looked so muppety puppety. I you know I thought eh. Like it's trying really hard to be Star Wars and, and this doesn't quite feel Star Wars to me. But um, it was done quickly. <laughs> yeah. It didn't yeah, linger. Yeah. This wasn't going to be our villain for the whole movie. Um, and, and and sort of attached with that kid part, it felt, again, like it was just setting it up. It was sort of a throwaway character yeah. for the most part. You don't get a sense that we we need to know anything more about this character than right. what we saw right then and there. And the fact yeah. that this was all really kind of a flashback mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the larger film. So I agree with yeah. you, Mark. I was not, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. yeah, I think it would, I was um, getting kind of
0: scared, but I'm really glad that it, like you said, it just went by pretty quickly to set up sort of a backstory. Yeah. I almost, right, I almost right. feel
1: like you could have um, Moloch, you know, the, the one that uh, was chasing down solo after that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could have basically taken the place of, of Lady Proxima. And Mm -hmm. for me, I think because it was so bizarre, like you said, it kind of was like, does this feel like Star Wars? And obviously, you know, we're starting to see a lot more designs with aliens and creatures and uh, some of them, I I think, look cool and kind of have the tone of Star Wars. And there's other Mm -hmm. ones and just like, eh, it's it's okay. And it's more of those, especially in the the new trilogy, um, Mm -hmm. like some of the Canto Bite creatures and like... They're not, they're not my favorite, but again, it's not, it's not my Star Wars, right? It's just, it's just part of the universe, but I, there's some things that I like better. And I think Lady Proxima was one of those like, okay, I get it. It's kind of cool. If this is Mm -hmm. like what you said, a callback to one of the original concepts for Jabba, that is very cool. But, uh, I think anytime you see aliens that look kind of weird like that and they're speaking English, it just is Mm kind of takes you out of it. Or, or feels goofy.
2: Yeah. And it, it was another case early on where the humor with him doing the fake uh, thermal detonator, Yeah, where, where the dialogue goes very modern, casual kind of humor. Right. That had me a little worried at first. Like, yeah. oh, it's going to be jokey. It's going to be so jokey. And uh, again, it, it went away quickly. Yes. And, and who knows if that was part of a, 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 the earlier drafts you know, or, or whatever, yeah. but that's right, that's the, right. the tone that, uh, that was set in those first few scenes other than the speeder chase, which was fine. Uh, yeah. But the rest of it, the character stuff, that whole part, I'm like, Ooh, gosh, I'm glad we got through that very fast.
0: Right. Right. I don't know. Is there, tell, talk to me about the dice. Mm-hmm. Is there some like deeper meaning into that? The dice I know isn't, like, uh, Force Luke gave Leia the dice at the end of Last Jedi, okay. mm-hmm. and doesn't he have it in the Millennium Falcon through the original trilogy? Yes, like hanging, but I for me, it feels like they're forcing these dice into the movie unnecessarily.
2: I, I think it's Is, like, a... am I
0: missing something there? It's no, it, I think it it it's felt just out the... of place, like, they are really trying to make it known that this, these dice are a thing.
2: Well, I think they are pushing it as a symbol more than I ever thought of it as a symbol before. I mean, it's a little tiny way to, to reference the Falcon, but um, I think how they used it in this one was to sort of Mm -hmm. give it significance. Uh, Whereas the Jedi one, it's supposed to just represent an acknowledgement of Han, I think Uh, this one here, they're really trying to say, this is, this is why those dice are there and and to give it weight and to make it uh, merchandisable. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
0: that's what it felt like that to me yeah. like it's just like that's all of Star Wars trying to force it in here as yes. much as they can so that they can sell it'll be on the Pandora the bracelet, bracelet available
2: yeah. soon yeah. yeah now I think if, if exactly. they
1: didn't like kind of what you're saying Jared if they didn't um, if he didn't pass them to Kira and then she towards the you know she passed it back mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that's a well who cares about spoilers but I think right. that is what <laughs> made it kind of it had more uh, of a reason to be on on screen versus you know later on and and it makes it makes seeing them in a new hope or uh whichever you know whichever scenes are in and in last jedi it makes it you know that that tie-in is kind of nice and i like that they're able to kind of go back and kind of play with these things and you see some of the similar um familiar i will
2: say yeah it's it's good in a new hope because it then it harkens back to this earlier portion of his life but then giving it to leia now seems a little like well that's not you that's somebody else yeah so okay
0: now that you're saying that that's the, the, the next point or one of the points I wanted to talk about them introducing a love story into this a, a different love story into solo I mean I'll get your opinions on that after after mm-hmm. I go okay but I, I think it it kind of it dismisses his relationship with Leia hmm. like it because he's putting so much into Kira and like it's it's his entire like reason for existing in this movie um, is like his su- super devoted to Kira way more than anything they showed in the original trilogy with him towards Leia, mm. and then the little bits we got in the more recent films, um, the Force Awakens, like the amount of love and what he would go through for Kira in this one film is way more than any other ones that. The, all the other films with his relationship towards Leia, so I don't. I thought it was a weird move, and it kind of dismisses that. People might argue that you need a love story in a movie, but they didn't really have one in Rogue One, and that wasn't fine. So yeah, I don't know. What are your guys's? I don't. What's your take on this n- introduction of the new love story? You know,
1: I don't think you need a love story in the films, but I think right. this one it makes sense, and I think so much of the what happened in Solo and what happened specifically to Han was very important, kind of like what we hit on. It was very important to see where he started and where he ended up, where we meet him in a new hope, because he's got to be jaded. He's got to, he's got to turn into that scoundrel and you still can see uh, in the young, young solo in this film, you can see that he does have a good heart. He's a good guy. We needed, we need, he needed to be betrayed by people that he trusted and he loved and I think because that's what he brings into the original trilogy and kind of helps uh, define his relationship with Leia, I, I think. Mm-hmm. I-, I, like, mm-hmm. I like that they're both really guarded when they meet in New Hope and also Empire Strikes Back. It wasn't until Return of the Jedi where they really were like, okay, we can do this thing. You know, <laughs> I-, I like all that contention, and I think it makes their love story more interesting. But I think it's necessary for him to have the past um, like, you know, his first love and to lose that love.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, because of his, uh, the personality we see in the in the original trilogy, you, you, he has to have a big past. And I think it should be that, that Leia is somebody different. That if you knew Han through all these, you know, even the movies that don't exist yet, that it would be that this is surprising that he likes this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it is... Because this the solo film, I, I, we probably won't talk too much about it. But you know, it's doing sort of middle of the road. It's getting a lot of weird press because of it and stuff. Yeah. But I will say this film does feel like it's building towards at least a sequel. Mm. I don't know about a trilogy, but at least a sequel. They could stop it here, and because of the box office, who knows what will happen? Yeah. But it, certainly the way it ended, it feels like they're insinuating that the mm-hmm. story yeah. continues. Yeah. So from that point, I think the love interest here will, how that love thing wraps up, like in this movie, we just see her fly away, but uh, it's probably a much darker finish, which might make, he's got a killer. Right. Well, it might make it seem a little bit more uh, a transition into what we see in the new trilogy, but that's, right. that's speculation. But I still think with the character, that uh, we've seen before, and that we know he would have to have a past like this, especially mm-hmm. with Lando in the mix. Yeah. I thought, I thought actually, the girl was going to come into play more as like a Lando and him were going after the same girl or something. And,
3: oh right! Yeah. But I feel like
2: like that would be part of his past for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And then that makes the Leia thing all the more sort of noble, I guess.
0: Yeah. What did you guys think about the origin of his last name?
2: It, it makes sense that they would do it because Solo's kind of a stupid name. I mean, it sounds great, but like to have that as your name, it's a little too on the nose right. for the character he was playing. I wish they handled it in a different way. Uh you know, whether he gave that to himself because it was a box he checked on the form. Yes. But then I yes. thought we can't see Imperial or, oh, or that yeah. what do you call that Air writing? You know, it's something like that. Yeah. So we they would have had to have subtitled that and that might have been confusing to people as to yeah. that he was checking a box that said solo as opposed to or, or just that he... I wanted him to say it. I, I don't wanted think him he would have, have given himself it. that name.
3: He'll, I don't know. He's a kid. like
2: He's that. a young kid, and he's kind of bratty. And I thought, uh, in a desperate move like that. And he was rushed. It wasn't like he had a lot of time That's to think true. about this. Uh, but they, to have yeah. the Imperial officer randomly assign him seemed a little too... Uh, I, yeah, don't know.
0: I, I didn't like that. And I, I agree with uh, you, Jared. I think it would have been almost more powerful if he would have... You know, thought about it for a second and then feel like he's, you know, he's pushed, he's under pressure to come up with something and get past this one moment. So mm-hmm. Solo is what he comes to. Or what um, if it was
2: like a girl officer he's flirting with and he says it like a joke and she kind of, you know what I mean? Like it, oh, yeah. it, it should have been a little more, not so just, oh, I'm just going to call you Solo. Because yeah. that, that just transfers yeah. it from him thinking of it to somebody else randomly thinking of it
0: and it's become we know it becomes somewhat of an iconic Mm -hmm. you know last name right where uh they have a kid and he keeps the solo last name so it's ben solo Mm -hmm. is kylo ren obviously so i feel like yeah it's it's kind of weird that it's just on a whim but like the other
2: stuff in this first part it went by quickly and I'm glad yeah. they didn't make it into a bigger thing yeah, where it was exactly. like, oh, some no, no, guy no, no, no. died and his name was Solo. So he just took the guy's, you know, yeah, like, yeah, it's fine. They almost like acknowledged it and moved on.
0: Yeah. Mo- moving forward past that. Then he goes into kind of in the army now, I guess. <laughs> Three years later. What?
1: Yeah. What was uh, that Paulie Shore?
0: I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. In the army now. I don't know. I don't really have much to say about this. So if you guys have anything to talk about the, his days in, in the Imperial forces yeah. in war, um, mm-hmm. I, go, go I was going to say,
1: I was really interested, um, in seeing again, this side of the empire. So the idea that you would enlist in the, i mean, cause it's always been, it's always been the, um, you know, they're the bad guys. So you wouldn't okay. want to enlist in the bad guy army. Um, so just to show in, in a sense, the same way they did with Finn, you know, you're showing that human side behind, under the armor, under the, under the mask. And so kind of contextualizing it where it's just, uh, you know, some people, it's their duty They're They want to go serve, they want to serve the empire. And it was mm-hmm. cool to see, uh, it in that context. But then also how, you know, obviously he was there for three years and, uh, was in the uh, flight Academy, got kicked out and then ended up kind of as a ground trooper. Like I was saying, what I loved about Rogue One is that it really had that same kind of world, like war kind of feel. And this one, obviously, you were right in the middle. of it. I mean, it felt like a World War I um, kind of scene or that really film genre. And just how dirty it was and grimy. And yeah, it was funny, you know, when he was talking back to the lieutenant. He's, um, you know, just you could see who he was his personality as a soldier um, under authority and how he wanted to kind of you know kind of challenge that and again just it helped to build his character and um, and I, th- I think the trooper designs looked really cool too
2: yeah I, I mean I I'm glad they didn't go overly CG, overly stylized. I mean, it was very CG. Don't get me wrong. I I get that. But it's not like what we saw in uh, Revenge of the Sith, where you you got glimpses of the Clone Wars, but it was so... Mm cartoony and, and stylized that it, it never really, it looked very battlefront to me. Um, right, right. Th- this one, I was glad they went a little grimier, a little dirtier and mm. like um, they didn't dwell on it too right. much, you know, like it wasn't some big action scene. Most of it's happening in the background. I thought it was a great way to introduce these new characters yeah. right off the bat and a, and a sort of graceful way to exit him from the military. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was fired with it. And again, I think I will say this for every part of this film, it went by quickly. Right. They didn't dwell on it. We didn't spend too much time here doing cool things yeah. because this would have been one of those areas where we could have done some cool things. Exactly. Uh, they just they did their bit and then they and they got out of it. I think most notably, it's just the Chewbacca scene was the the key mm-hmm. scene for for this whole section and then meeting these right. new characters. But again, very quick. Yeah, good so, pacing. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I I did look closely at those scenes, like in mm-hmm. the background with that uh, chicken walker thing. And yeah, uh, yeah it just. <laughs> Well, Everything.
0: so for, for that whole sequence, um, as you're talking about it, I remembered this. It was very close up. Like, all the shots were very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they did that so you would focus on Solo as a character. So it's almost, like, his point of view during this whole
1: sure. yeah, absolutely. battle
0: or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. I forgot. There's one thing I did notice when he was signing up in, like, the little recruitment center. I don't know if you guys caught this, but they had propaganda, mm-hmm. like, posters yep. on the wall. And I thought it was a cool design, but it, it was like so vectory yeah. that I was like, th- be- "There's this is so modern and like." Yeah. Nah, I think it, I think the Imperials would be-
2: love vector. Oh, I yeah. think they'd be a huge <laughs> on. I totally.
0: I saw that and I was like, oh "Non-destructive." The best it, is it how is they so out of place.
2: The best of that section and what they did with that, I think, is how they did that little recruitment film and they they flipped oh, the Imperial March to be in the the major key as opposed to uh-huh. a minor key. Yeah, uh, and like that was fantastic. And to me, those are the kind of Easter eggs that are fun. Yes, right. Like I, the music plays a big part in this one, uh, calling back to a lot of the original trilogy keys and stuff like that. Uh, that I was very, uh, th- those are the kinds of thing I think for a fan that that's all we need in, in most of the yeah, cases right. uh, is just a musical cue to say, this is coming up in A New Hope. Yep. You know, when you saw that Star Destroyer and they did yeah. that, it's the first time we've heard that Dun, music. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, like we haven't, we didn't hear that in Rogue One, which I was a little surprised. So, um, but yeah, that whole recruitment thing at the beginning, I thought we could do a whole Military Academy movie, spin spinoff movie, and I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah.
0: I would like, I think, I don't know if they could do it because they've made the Empire so big, bad, and evil, but it would be interesting to see if they can make a movie or a TV series from their perspective, Mm. and maybe some, like, junior trooper uh that thinks that they're the good guys well so you see it from a whole new perspective so there
2: was a a novelization called lost stars i think it was called uh and that's exactly what it is and it's one of the better star wars books because i have a hard time with a lot of the star wars books but uh really quickly it's about two kids and it's kind of a love story because it's it's like a young adult novel but they are imperial cadets and it, it shows them sort of realizing what the Empire's doing as they see it. What's mm. neat about it is it takes you through the the first few films. So they're there when the when they hear that the Death Star was destroyed oh, and cool. things like that. So you get it from a different perspective. Uh, but sounds that's exactly like, uh, what it does. Exactly. Very nice.
0: it sounds like the, the plot to Swing Kids.
2: Yes. Very similar <laughs> to Swing Kids. Or Do you remember series. that movie? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I remember the movie, but I didn't I don't think I saw it. Uh, but before um, we do the Swing Kids episode, <laughs> we'll wrap <laughs> solo. All
0: right, let, let's let's transition into so we, we we haven't gotten to the halfway point, but I think the introduction of some of these characters will lead us yeah. to the halfway point yeah. before we can transition over. So let's talk about some of the new characters. Let's see who we so we meet Tobias and his group of bounty hunters. I don't mercenaries. What, what, uh, mercenaries. Sure. Are, yeah. I don't know. They're kind of both because they're after. Um, and I don't know. In my head, at least, I may not be very well versed in these terms, but a mercenary is more somebody that is like a hired gun, hmm. right? And a bounty hunter is after an object to retrieve No, Oh, I thought of it just for
2: backwards money. for some They're just, they're just freelancers.
1: Anyway. Freelance
2: yeah. Life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Freelancers with guns. That's right. With yeah. blasters. Um, so I don't remember all the, the, the characters' names from the we'll little, little I'll gang. I'll Because yeah, and by I don't remember a lot of them. I really only remember Tobias's name, and I only remember his first name. Tobias
1: Tobias Beckett, is Woody Harrelson's character. There you go,
0: Beckett. So, um, um, so what were his his original groups or team
2: members' names?
1: uh, Val was his uh, love interest. That was a girl. uh, Tandy Newton, right um and then you had, she was
2: great so sad to see her go so soon i really upset yes. to see her go so soon
1: i honestly i didn't i didn't really care for her that much um <laughs> i mean not not good or bad just like okay i felt like her her going out wasn't uh i don't know there just wasn't with with them being as close as they were i just felt like they maybe they didn't spend enough time on that grief or i don't know
2: no, they they did that not. Is, yeah,
1: I, so
0: I did think it was odd that they introduced us to his team and they were gone so quick. Right. Um, I get that the 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 screen would have been very crowded once they get Lando and Chewie and Han and everybody on board, but it did seem like they were in and out pretty quick.
2: I I actually liked it. I I thought it set up the high stakes very quickly. Yeah, I agree. That uh, nobody is safe. Uh, It's kind of like Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get too comfortable. And then Han is sort of young and seeing all this, uh, which would make him even more jaded and uh, you know, yeah. less willing to be attached, more solo, if yeah. you will. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was great. I was I was surprised that they did it so quickly for a Star Wars film. That's a and a big star to to put in that role. Yeah, uh, I think I was surprised, unless it was from somehow like edited out. You know, like they got rid of that storyline a lot. Uh, yeah, instead think, of instead of keeping I, it in.
1: I think it was nice to have really meeting and, and getting to know them around the fire. You really got mm-hmm. to know who the character yeah, was. I thought that was a, a nice versus just character. seeing them in action or just seeing them during the heist. You know, to hear Rio. Rio sounds like a good guy. You know, and when he died, I was kind of bummed. Like, if you like the, mm-hmm. the design of of the alien, I think he's an Ardinian. Is what he called it. that's mm, the race. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, okay, it looks very you know kind of like a primate, kind of kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I really liked him because of uh, the exposition. Uh, or the dialogue, you know, back and forth and talking about uh, what he's going to do with his share, opening a cantina. Uh, You know, like, it was nice to see that. And like you said, really setting the stakes high where you kind of are understanding who these people really are when they're vulnerable and they're speaking to one another. Mm -hmm. But then everything kind of goes south. And, like, that's a great way to say it, Jared. The stakes are really high from the get-go.
2: I I think um, in other movies, you complain about characters staying on too long when they don't have anything to do i think this was really smart in that they got rid of them uh, they might yep. not have spent enough time like you said about the death scene uh, afterwards they moved on pretty quickly but still like it was great they that, that would have been way too many characters like you said mark they just lopped them off they got rid of them they did their thing and then <laughs> they moved on which was fantastic i feel like that that alien character in other Star Wars movies, uh, they would have liked early on and wanted to keep because it would have been funny or, or something. You know what I mean? Like it would have been yeah. an extra character to have this sort of, I don't know, what did he have? Like a Brooklyn accent or something, uh, you know, around to sort of comment on stuff. So I was thrilled when they got rid of him because I did like the character, but I'm like, we don't we don't need him after yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I was happy that they they did that.
1: Yeah. But we saw just, just the right amount of each of them, mm-hmm. I think.
0: Right. So okay, speaking of just the right amount. In our pre-cap episode, I was very very concerned with how they were going to use Lando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so he's technically not a new character, but this is the new uh, an introduction to this a younger version, this new right. new take on Lando. I was so completely surprised with how much uh, how well this character was in this film. Yeah. He he felt like a young Lando. That like voice he really. Those he, yes. first
2: few he, lines he said when you don't even see him yet, so you good. just yeah. hear him. I'm like, that sounds exactly like him.
0: Yeah,
2: he had, he got, he had like
0: the perfect amount of like school swagger, like cocky, Confidence. confident, yep. and it wasn't over the top. He wasn't too funny just to be throw a joke or a one-liner out there. I think they dealt with his character perfectly.
2: Yeah. Good to hear. Um, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad yeah. to hear you say that. I felt the like, same way.
0: They and it, just like I was saying in the original trilogy, they peppered him in like just enough mm-hmm. where he wasn't yeah. too much and but you got enough out of him. I think this movie did the same thing mm-hmm. where it, the focus wasn't on him cuz this isn't his movie, but he he definitely added scenes when he was in it and didn't take away right so i i felt like they did they did really well with his character
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i agree uh i like like i said on the the precap i was worried about that how they would use him and if they would go overboard because you know once things are fun or once they saw how well he was doing as lando they might overdo it and maybe they are saving it for a spinoff film eventually uh which which would still concern me (laughs) that maybe you know he's better as a smaller part of a bigger film and not his own film Um, but I think what uh, with Lando especially uh, it's um, what this film has done really well all the way through I think is shown surprising restraint for a Star Wars film yeah um, where they did not go too far maybe you know you could say okay maybe a little bit too far in some of these places but for the most part uh, I think they held back uh, surprisingly for a Star Wars film
0: yeah, another character that came in and left us, kind of left us, was uh, Lando's droid L three L three
1: three seven.
0: So yeah, three three seven. What um, did, what did you guys think about her?
2: So, I like the idea of her. I yeah. like the concept, and I could see how this made sense, especially now, especially today, to put this strong of a character this vocal of a character in there how they did it mm, there were parts that i really liked and parts that i felt were like not doing what they set out to do with the character in many ways to me it felt like a strong female written by a man (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh yeah. like
2: like it was too they made her a little too much she should have been the straight man to lando's yeah. sort of over the top ego stuff she could have been more just the down-to-earth reality person they made her a little cartoonish uh, mm-hmm. and, and so it kind yeah, of totally. it took away from the i think the message and the role she was supposed to play in this. Yeah. I I was still emotional when she died. Yeah, that was surprising. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, yeah. Because yeah. that could have very easily gone silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it would have been even more emotional had we taken out just one or two of the scenes and one or yeah. two of the lines that she had leading up to that. But um yeah, so I have kind of mixed on that character.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, in one way, it's probably good. I agree with you. I think she was a little too over the top. Um, that was definitely uh-huh. something my wife, uh, she picked up on and she's like, you know, I didn't really, it was just too much. She was just, <laughs> she was too much. Yeah. And I think, uh, like you said, it could have been a little bit balanced, a little bit better um, where mm-hmm. you just drop a couple of lines or reactions. Um, right. And I think, I think that would have done it. But also it's just hard to, you kind of, in a sense, you kind of need to go a little over the top on some of these things, just so the average viewer understands what like her motivation is you know like yeah. there's some things yeah. you ha- you have to to call out because not everybody's going to get it and it's not going to make much sense you kind of have to say look this is what we're doing this is with this character's motivation is um but i thought it was a little much but still yeah. still fun it, still a good character yeah
2: the intent like everything else was good i think it's just some of the lines and some of the yeah. like a little bit too much but it does make sense to have that character be the Falcon and, and sort of oh, explain why the Falcon is so temperamental even yeah. uh, in the later films. That was, like, that's, that's great. That's great. And that was one of the things that I wasn't predicting that they would talk about or even address mm-hmm. in this film. Uh, you know? So I thought that was a nice addition. To, and to again, the, like to the bigger thing.
1: Yeah. Again, we were talking about all these characters with the Falcon being a character. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is. And this just gives it that much more, um kind of weight in all the films going forward Uh, the fact that i think as they were plugging l3 in some Mm -hmm. of the the sound effects and the sound design they were using were the same sounds you kind of hear mixed into the falcon when uh they're like trying to fix the hyperdrive and so those those are really beautiful nods to that i also you you rewatch it and you're like that's l3 that's l3 navigating you know when they're pulling up the Lando system trying to find where they need to go.
2: That's it's, exactly it's what I was cool. going to say. Like that's, that makes it kind of fun that because in the, in empire, the way they kind of stumble across it, like Han wasn't looking for Bespin, the the machine, the, the ship suggested. Was, yeah, suggested. I love that. So that's, I, love that. I thought exactly. And that's all you need to do. You don't need to over explain mm-hmm. that. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's, those are the kind of things I think I like. And the most. that's
1: the other thing that's great about this one, because there are so many um, little Easter eggs visual, and then kind of just, you know, name drops and things like that. It's great because the casual viewer is going to see, you know, a a few things, but then the people who are like the diehard EU fans, the expanded universe, and then people who are into the comics and into like, even some of the games had references. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot what it's called exactly, but the kind of the the martial arts, if you want to call it that, that uh, Kira was using, uh, that was actually a video game. Of the same name, and so I read
2: that. I didn't know that. I didn't pick that up, but that's fantastic. But there's
1: so many of those little things that are are in there, but they're like you said, they're not like saying, "Hey, here, here, this is." It's more like you just kind of can can find them as you, if at your leisure, if you want to look deeper, you can. So it was fun. What
2: did you think of Kira as a character? Me? Um, Yes. She was okay.
1: I mean, I think she did a good job. I think she played. (laughs) She played well into the story and to help, you know, with motivation. And I liked, she did a really, really great job just kind of um, letting the viewer, letting the people know that she was torn. And because you got to see both her backstory along with Hans and their relationship when they were young, and then being apart and then coming together again, And then you could see like this weight that she was dealing with. Uh, My kids were asking at the end of the movie, like, so is she bad? And she's going to go, you know, go off. We'll talk about this later. Um, (laughs) So she's she's like, she's like a bad guy. Like, well, Mm. not, not really. You know, she was kind of put in this situation as a Mm -hmm. a kid. She didn't really have much of an option. And so she was just kind of in this life and just kind of like what uh, Beckett was saying. is like, once you're in this life, you're in it for good. And it's just kind of like this vicious cycle. And, um, you know, I think that probably has a lot, uh, you know, kind of (laughs) reflects on society as well. Like sometimes we get in these cycles in our lives and it seemingly, how are we going to get out? And some people feel like they just have this weight under them um, that it's near impossible to. So she she played that well.
0: I think with Kira, she was very, very flat, Hmm. uh, probably for the reasons that you were saying, Jason, because she's just. She couldn't go either way, so she almost was just existing in a lot of these scenes. It's not until the very end when you see, uh, like, she gets more depth to her um, and her character kind of, I don't want to say grows, but develops um, in terms of what the audience knows about Mm -hmm. her.
2: I really like the actress, uh, so I'm yeah. Game of Thrones. So I'm giving her probably a lot more credit than she would deserve from just this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And it, and it works for her in this case. I think it, you kind of assume when you see her, she's not going to be some victim girl yeah. just because we know who she is. But um, as far as the film, I, I again, it's restraint with her. They didn't overuse her. They didn't make everything a snappy line to sort of counter yeah. these two strong male characters. Like, I think that it was great that they, they did what they did. And for, like you said, Mark, what we see happen in the end, it makes more sense that she would be a very controlled, unemotional right yeah. person, because yeah. that would be the downfall for her if, if everything was emotional or, you know, if they played up the romance part too much, it would be kind of annoying. And, yeah. and just, I so I think ultimately it was a good choice how they used her and they didn't make her to kick ass. They did a little bit, but not like over the top yeah. to, to prove a point. Um, again, I, I think maybe that's why I liked this film so much is just because of the restraint that mm-hmm. every time I prepared myself for them to be like, okay, here we go. It's going to go way over the top. They did it. They pulled yeah. back every time I think at the right spot. And even some of the humor, which I was so worried about was really, uh, i actually laughed which usually it's yeah. an eye roll in a star wars film you know right, right. Uh, but like like when for some reason when han says to chewie at the end of that scene you're touchy like i don't oh, know right. why i thought that was so <laughs> funny but yeah. that cracked me up both times i saw it so yeah. um uh, uh, anyway
0: Let, let's Transition into the, for the last few characters. Yeah, the, the villains. We're getting along. So We'll yeah. start with <clears throat> with Dryden Voss. For me, I, I really like the actor. Um, it's the guy that plays the Vision mm-hmm. in the Avengers movies or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Paul um, mm-hmm. yes, he. I think he did a great job as a villain, and I was actually disappointed that they really didn't utilize him as the villain. Mm-hmm. He had very very limited number of scenes um and it really was just him throwing a tantrum in most of the scenes right which it like it i think he is a really good actor and could have been such a so much more of a strong villain than what they ended up doing with his character yeah like he's menacing and he looks scary and he's got the creepy villainy mm-hmm. accented voice but yeah I, I feel like they may have misused him um in this film.
1: I think um, what's great about, and again, this kind of goes back to kind of restraint, which you were saying, Jared. Mm-hmm. What I love about this film is that it is, we're really focused on the criminal underworld. I love that mm-hmm. in a sense, I mean, he, he's very much like, uh, you know, in a sense, kind of Jabba. Like we uh-huh. hear about Jabba all from the beginning and then we see him on in Return of the Jedi. Well, you know. If you're not counting, you know, <laughs> New Hope when you right. see him. Right, right, right. Um, Special edition. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's a lot of lead up talking about him. I think so much of this, especially with Dryden Voss, like we see, we see quite a bit of who he is just in the conversations as they're kind of, you know, making the terms of what the job needed to be and what they needed to do. But I think that's also what makes him, in a sense, kind of like, okay, we don't know too much about him, but we know he's he's menacing, he's threatening. And I think keeping it where you're not showing too much of him, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of uh, mysterious. Of like, we know that he he's done evil. He know he'll kill <laughs> the governor. Uh, you know, that's the first time we see him. He's putting his blade yeah. into a guy. <laughs> and so I think I think I think it was an I think it was enough for me at least. Where when he was on screen, what he was saying was uh, poignant and. Uh, yeah he was he was he was kind of frightening without having to you know you know pull out a lightsaber or anything crazy like that
2: yeah i i feel like in a in another star wars film this would have been a cg character uh just because of uh the amount of screen time he has and you know it'd be easy to just do his what three scenes or something with him and and just do Mm -hmm. a digital creature or something like that which whatever you could argue both ways there but i think I do like this actor and he's obviously a good actor. There's something a little generic about his evil. Like he could be a bond villain uh, and it would be fine. Right. Like you could just sort of interchange him. There was nothing sort of spectacular about him. I think that you kind of wanted to latch on to there was, you know, they did some of that stuff with his face and I'm sure there's a whole backstory there about what that is, whether that's just, you know, an injury or, or part of his species or who knows but um, for me, there was nothing to latch on to, and then he dies. So it's not like we'll see him again, or that there's some kind of revenge coming. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I just it was the one place where they held back, where I thought they maybe could have done a little bit more. But given his role in the story, we we didn't need to spend much more time with him uh, right. than we did. Right. Yeah. So it's fine for a throwaway villain, I guess. Yeah. 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 And really, one of the only villains in the film, ultimately. Yeah. Right? Well,
0: yeah. So we're going to end in the character section here with emphasis. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we start off the introduction to her. She's clearly a bad guy in our first scene with her. Mm-hmm. Like she's going up against Tobias and his team um, trying to steal the coaxium. And there's a
2: history implied. Yeah.
0: yeah. And there's a history that they're always at odds. It seems like they're out for blood too. Like they're not, they're, they are there to kill from
2: a
1: certain point of view.
0: <laughs> yeah. So th- she's meant to be a villain from the beginning. And then once you actually reveal right who she is and what they're all about, you see that, you know, they're not the villains. Yeah. Um, Do you guys have any, anything you'd like to add about infant's nest here?
1: I was pretty surprised. I honestly, uh, they, they set it up to, to really make, uh, in look like the bad guy and i, I think it was yes. it was really interesting it was it's cool twist i was kind of disappointed a part of me was disappointed because i wanted to see uh more battling with that character mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i mean yes. she was amazing though like on the train like during that heist she was she was killing it and that was that was really fun to see but when you had the showdown and you thought there was going to be a gunslinging kind of western um shootout i was excited about that and was hoping to see something But Mm -hmm. when it kind of turned around, I was like, oh, but this is this is still interesting. This again, that's what was fun about this is that it kind of still was able to bring some things in that I wasn't expecting uh, and just give more depth to these these characters. Because a lot of times like, oh, that's just a bad guy in a a cool looking costume. But there's there was much more. And it it kind of threw me for a loop. But uh, she looked she looked awesome. I love that that character design. (laughs)
2: I think that's one of the big things with Star Wars in general is uh, the character design itself often overshadows the actual character. And so we want more of the costume (laughs) and (laughs) we don't really care about the character anymore. Because really what I liked about that character, and I I will say, you know, it was a little disappointing at the end, uh, at the reveal, but it was consistent with the message of the film, right? Right. Trust nobody. And so if this person's all bad, obviously they're not all bad. Mm. So I think maybe we were tricked by, because we liked that costume so much right. and thought it was badass and stuff. <laughs> and that seems like that was obviously the point. I don't know why, maybe because she was so young. And, yeah. and again, yes. it's all part of the, the thing. I get it. But I don't know. For some reason, when she took that off, it felt very Disney Channel. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
2: She's like a 12 year old girl. Yeah.
0: Which immediately I'm like, it's fine if you are like Phasma, mm-hmm. badass, strong female villain. Right. I don't know. Uh, you lose credibility once you're 12. Years, you're not even a teenager. You're a tween. I
2: like. uh, the casting was interesting too because I thought for some reason it was going to end up being his daughter. Oh or, yeah. Or some kind of you know I don't know I I don't I thought it was going to play into it more which I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. I, I'm glad there was no familial ties or anything. But yeah. Uh, the casting of a lot of these, I think uh, from an old school perspective, you're looking at all the casting to be very literal and like they would have only cast this person for a reason, as opposed to just it's whatever it is, you know? So I am glad to see that they made some of those decisions again. I think it was a little bit of a letdown. I don't know why exactly, but yeah, uh, like I would have been fine. I don't mind that it's a female character. Oh no, not at all. She
0: was really only in two scenes Mm -hmm. and only we barely got to see any action out of her and so maybe the very very small amount she mentions the backstory yeah
2: yeah the backstory she mentions might be the more interesting part Mm -hmm. than what we're seeing here because it's obviously what she said her mother her mother wore the mask previously yeah so that maybe that's the more interesting story there but um you know again it was it was fine it was it was consistent with the story they were telling, I think, so I couldn't be angry. If we didn't have the action
1: scene of her on the train, then yeah. I'd be super disappointed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but again,
2: th- I think it's the power of that costume. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel,
1: because since we kind of uh, jumped a little bit, how do you feel about the idea that this this moment, Han being a part of you know basically funding, helping fund the beginning of the rebellion... How you guys right. feel about that? Do you feel that that was a little bit too much uh, on the nose? And in, in, in essence, Han was the one who kind of kickstarted the rebellion. To some, something he didn't want to be a part of to begin with, but he helped. Make I
0: don't. Happen. Yeah, I don't think that it doesn't transition into his his disposition in and like his stance in the original trilogy. Yeah.
2: Well, I think it does um, though because he. The, they. I feel like they did it just so he could say no. I, oh, that I'm was not great joining response. your resistance. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's what it was. It didn't have to be so literal that this is going to start a rebellion and say the word rebellion. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I can, <laughs> like, that's fine. But I think to me, that's what it felt like. Like, yeah. he's reluctant. He's not interested in this. He didn't do this because he thought it was going to start a rebellion. Right. He's doing it because he thought it was the right thing to do for this character and the story she brought. Um, And they didn't say rebellion up front, which was good. Yeah, which was good. Yeah, um, it was only in that scene, as if to drive it home. You yeah. know, as if to say, <laughs> "That's true. Like, we're gonna force you to make the connection." So and I, I like that he was able to say no, thank you, and move that,
1: on. That that again, I loved. I think he didn't even say anything, did he? I think he kind of just gave a little smirk, kind of raised his nose, and like, mm, nah. It's yeah, sorry. Not, sorry, I think kid. He said something. Did he say, yeah, like, yeah? yeah know, sorry, kid. Because um, she
2: said, "Well, maybe we'll see you around or something." Yeah, like yeah.
1: That that was that was nice the, uh, all those mannerisms and we didn't really talk too much about alden but I man his mannerisms in a lot of the scenes were were really really the essence of han solo and uh-huh. i was really really pleased that it wasn't uh, an impersonation of Harrison Ford he made it Agreed. his own he owned it and it, 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 i was sold from the first you know few minutes of the film i was like this is i'm i'm watching han solo i'm not watching somebody Perfect. try to impersonate
0: Oh, no, no. I don't know about that. So, all right. This is, before we transition into our next topic, which will be Easter eggs, I, uh, so I like the movie. It was a great movie. Fun Star Wars film. Here we go. Here it is. It is, it's not Han Solo. It is not It's not Han Harrison Ford. Solo.
2: It's not Harrison Ford. That's, what, yeah, that's what I'll say.
0: It, it's, I think I agree with my re- initial reaction Is I think this should could have and should have been a standalone Star Wars film with a different character. This should not have been Han Solo. Hmm. The exact same movie, just introduce a new character. Hmm. Exact everything. This is not Han Solo. I I get that. Yeah, he's very similar to Han Solo, but it is it's not him. Hmm. I I I get. You can argue it's it's ten. Years before. No, 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 I agree.
2: Well, well, I would agree that it is not Harrison Ford. And I would agree that this is not the Han Solo we see in A New Hope. And maybe that's why a sequel or two sequels would be great to sort of let him mature into that character because he's not quite there yet. But he is very young. We wouldn't expect him to be the fully form right. Han Solo at this stage. He's gotta make some mistakes and he was this kid and and you know, maybe he learned some hard lessons along the way that make him even more jaded than what we'd see in this film. I think this film deserves a, a sequel to see more of that and to really uh, develop the character i mm-hmm. that the main thing was is like you said I, i'm glad he did not do an impersonation of harrison ford right. i'm glad they didn't go overboard with too much han solo-y stuff and he was able to just be an actor doing this part uh and it was it, i think the best thing i can say is that it didn't bug me at any point uh that this <laughs> that this actor was playing this character which was I, I was really concerned about that that i just would not be able to get past the fact that this is not harrison Ford, yeah. and of course uh, you know my so, pers-
1: yeah our, your perspective and my perspective going in it was different from mark's to begin with so it for me it wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna focus on that whereas i know for mark that was kind of well no i mean that's <laughs> rightfully so right this is a hard this is a hard movie to make um when you're you know he's such a beloved character in han solo is mm-hmm. Harrison Ford in essence, and the other thing is, you know, we we know Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones too. We've seen so much of like this same kind of um, kind of archetype, I guess if you want to call uh-huh. it, through m- many of his characters. So we almost feel like we know him more so than Luke Skywalker or any of the other characters from other um, instances on screen. So uh-huh. I I totally get what you're saying, um, but like I from the last episode, I'm just going to go in. And just take it for what it is. Recognize that it's not going to be, it's not going to be Harrison Ford. But uh-huh. it's, I'm going to look at it as this is a young Han Solo, and uh-huh. I mean, my perspective going in obviously was uh, made a difference. But I told I totally get what you're saying, and I can't, I can't argue with that. So, uh,
0: all right, I don't want to get stuck on this too long. Yeah, so no, let's, yeah. let's just breeze over. <laughs> so we already mentioned a few Easter eggs here, but and this isn't one that we need to spend a lot of t- time on either. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a couple of fun little Easter eggs that I found in the films. And you yeah. guys can add to this um, if I miss any. But before I I talk about any, I want to say that they did what we asked them to do with the Easter eggs last yeah. week. So in our last episode, we were very concerned that they were going to just throw, you know, really heavy handed right. Easter eggs, just go I don't know, treat them the wrong way. They, I think in this film they did it really light. It was just enough for the fans to, to be aware of that they're there, but it didn't take over the movie and it wasn't obnoxious. Yeah. It didn't stall a scene. It was very fluid and you got the nod and then moved yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them that I noticed that I thought was a, a cool nod to this, this, this world that they were building, kind of the, the smugglers and the bounty hunters. Um, when they were around the campfire, they were asking, or was it Tobias's girlfriend was oh, saying something yeah. like, "Why did we have to bring these guys along with us? Wasn't Bosk available?" Or yeah. Something? Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, She said yeah. something like that. She just hired like, Bosk. That's a cool, yeah, yeah. That's a cool nod to that lifestyle and those characters that there. That great. You know, it's um, it wasn't too much. It was really quick, mm-hmm. and then it moved on. Um, another cool one that they treated in a similar way. This was a little bit more. Like you couldn't miss this one. Was uh, but they didn't mention. Like they didn't spend extra time on it. Tobias uh, Beckett. He wore Lando's costume when he was mm-hmm. in disguise from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. They wore it when they went to that slave colony. Mm-hmm. But it was just like this is my disguise. We're not going to spend any time talking about it right. it's just this is what I'm wearing um, so that was a cool Easter egg Yeah. Uh, the last one that I have is uh, when they're the last planet they're on in the sand when they're about to have the showdown Or actually I think this was after when all of Enfys Ness car- uh, her posse takes off their yeah. masks one of them is Wicked mm-hmm. uh-huh. the character that played Wicket from Return of the Jedi yeah. was one of the interesting. you know what's you know, in interesting about that there.
1: Apparently, uh, his his name is his character name is Weasel, and apparently, mm-hmm. he was also in um, Phantom Menace during the Menace. Pod race, and he mm-hmm. he was the same actual character Weasel. Right. So it was interesting right. to oh.
0: to have that tie in too. Oh, so this is a continuation of that character. Yeah, and that other yeah.
2: character with the pipes in his mouth was is, is in Rogue One as well, and I think yes. they acknowledged that they said that that is the same. Yep. Two character.
1: Uh, Edrio, two tubes, I believe. Um, (laughs) But there's like, there's brother, there's like brothers. So I'm not sure which one it is. Could be one of the brothers. Ah. Yeah, it was, that was nice to see. And going back to kind of the things we were calling out before, uh, Mark, I don't know if you saw, but you got your Rodian. you got your Greedo species, but he was not green. He's like an
2: orange or, right? Oh, I saw
1: that. And I was, I was, was, yeah.
0: I was wondering if that like was a different. I don't know species or something, or if it was the same yeah. thing. Was, but yeah, I noticed that was a different yep, color. So you knew it
1: wasn't Greedo, or is Greedo yes. with a sun yeah. sunburn or something? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I was, let's see. So yeah.
2: was R R2, two was R two D two in it? No, I thought they C-3PO. said he was going to be in it. I know they said C three PO was not going to be in it, but for some reason I thought they said R two was in it. So no. I haven't I haven't gone done a deep dive yet online to find out all the. The Easter eggs, but um, I'll have to do that. To, to do you guys that.
0: have any that you want to bring up before we go on to the last bit here? Uh, yeah, gosh, you a, a remember
1: it? A couple that I thought was uh, were were really interesting, kind of on the, the same uh, kind of name dropping. So when Lando meets mm-hmm. uh, Tobias Beckett at the bar, he's like, "You're Tobias Beckett. I heard that you or you did the galaxy a favor when you killed R. S. Singh." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Well, I didn't kill her, but I think the fall it did that, basically." Yeah um i hmm. pushed her but i think the fall killed her ara singh was actually in uh, clone wars and she also had a little cameo in phantom menace on the the pod race too she was like one of the sniper yeah. uh, bounty hunters yeah. like, trying to take out the pod racers she played a big role in the clone wars animated series and she was she hung around with bosk and ig88 i think Dengar, and uh, little boba they're running around in a few episodes so yeah, it was it was cool. Again, those name drops were nice. I loved hearing Bosk, of course. Um, and then what was really awesome, and obviously this is, this is something we all caught, but in the trailer when you see Tobias talking to Han, he's like, there's a big shot gangster." And then in the trailer they cut to Dryden Voss. but mm. they were talking about Jabba at that point in the yeah, trailer, like yeah, right under our yeah, nose, and yeah. that was really cool. And then another one that was. Again, like all these little little nuggets, there were a ton mm-hmm. of Easter eggs in Dryden Voss's in his kind of his room, but where they were having yeah. all those those meetings, um, all kinds of really cool things from uh, solo like books and like the there's kind of a blue crystal skull that was there, the idol from Indiana Jones Temple of du- uh, uh,
0: oh was it in there? Yeah,
1: the idol was in there. I think like right underneath it or somewhere. But there's all these little Easter eggs you know, just jam-packed in there. But during the car, the first uh, Sabat game, he talks about owning a ship, right? And he's mm-hmm. going to bet it against Lando's. So that's the, the VCX-100. That's the same ship that's used in Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. that they're flying. And so all those – he name-dropped some speeder models from, like, video games. There's all these, like, little really great nuggets that um, – Again, you can just kind of get lost in all those little tie-ins, but
2: um, absolutely, and those are the best ones, them. and I think those are the most comfortable ones for me. Yeah. Where uh, for for me, even being a big Star Wars fan, I don't remember the names like Jason. You're very good at that. Well, some those of these, names in your some head. of these, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember do
1: exactly. I had to, I had to kind of yeah. look around, but um, but
2: those are the hear. fun ones, and those are rewarding, and and you can almost tell by the way they say it that. I have to go look this up (laughs) after I'm sure they're referencing something here and I want to go see what that is. That's the fun of it. Mm -hmm. It's not where they're just like, remember this guy? Like that's the ones I hate or like in Mm -hmm. the force awakens and even the last Jedi, they do a lot of those. Like when, um, Finn was in the Falcon and he, he, he lifts up the old lightsaber thing. Like that kind yeah. of stuff. I hate that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. Like he literally winks almost, you know, like, huh? like <laughs> yeah, I hate yeah. that kind of joke. And they do it in The Last Jedi, too. And I just, those are the ones that are tiresome for mm-hmm. me. Um, so I thought what they did in this one was great, uh, yeah. how they did it. And, and it was smart and kind of fun and, and just the way it should have been. I yeah, think. there's some really great but, ones. Oh, and one more thing. We can move.
1: Oh. One, one, one more thing. Uh, yeah. The 12 parsecs line. You know, we were talking about that last last time, and I oh, yeah. I was kind of hoping there was going to be a fourteen down. parsecs like tied yeah. into um, Force Awakens, right. but the rounding down comment was just that was perfect. I'm glad they did something special yeah. with that. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was awesome. And again, yeah, I think what's great about Chewie is that he speaks, uh, you know, Kashik or whatever his language is. Yeah, <laughs> and every time like you know what they're what he's saying to him because of the the response and how. The dialogue is written and he's always kind of like challenging him like no really it's not it's you know that it was just perfect so i love that scene
0: i i liked seeing their relationship grow that was probably one of the better parts of the movie for me Mm -hmm. seeing their friendship really develop i the one thing i don't like about how they treated their relationship i don't think we needed to see han speak kashik to or whatever his language that was a little silly it was me. a little like silly it.
2: but again it went by fast and it does explain because how he understands him would imply right yeah, that exactly he knows he the language yeah. so it's and given that it was in that desperate situation yeah. and they didn't do it again they didn't have them chat back and forth that would have been awful know, about right right so yeah. i think given what it was it was it was fine yeah. for, for what it was i thought but, right, uh, we're
0: running super long. Yeah, let's so, keep moving. Okay. Let's cut to the Do chase. You, all right, the big reveal, the big, the big elephant in the room. You know what I'm talking about? Are you ready to go there?
2: Absolutely. That's what this whole thing is about.
0: Okay, so the the, the coolest part of this, the very end, the moment that Kira gets more depth to her character yeah. is when she kills Dryden Voss mm-hmm. and. Takes his little ring, <laughs> sticks it in the machine, Good. does a little twisty thing, and starts a conversation with none other than Mr. Darth Maul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, this was a huge gasp moment. I was squeezing the shit out of my girlfriend's hand <laughs> when I was seeing this because, you know, you guys and a lot of our viewers and other big Star Wars fans, you may watch the Clone Wars and you already knew. Darth Maul was still around. Mm-hmm. He didn't get chopped in half and go die at the end of Phantom Menace. He's still around. I had no idea until after The Fact. So this was all very exciting and new to me. Oh yeah. But Well,
2: he, so he did I get chopped Jason, in half, but yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> Jason, you probably are the expert in the Clone Wars. Clone Wars. You know Darth Maul existing. Man. Give me, give us just a quick rundown on how Darth Maul is still alive.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, real man, quick. Clone Wars is, is so dense. Uh, it's like six mm-hmm. seasons, I believe. And then you've got, he also is in Rebels. Mm-hmm. So there's, he, I'll, I'll kind of back up real quick. When I first saw Darth, Darth Maul, it was kind of the same moment. And I said, oh, poodoo. You know, I didn't say the word he mm-hmm. used, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was, it kind of caught me off guard because I was not mm-hmm. expecting it. Yeah. Um, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, this makes, this makes sense because his arc in the animated clone wars and in rebels, he's basically, he's kind of cast aside. He, uh, is not, uh, not Sith any longer. And he's kind of living in isolation for like, I think it's like a decade or so after, mm-hmm. uh, Obi-Wan cut him in half and you thought he was dead. And then from that point on, he's got this whole journey where he's, he's out for revenge and he's just got, he's just filled with hatred, which is kind of, it's motivating him, keeping him alive. And he, and again, make a long story short. He basically is just out to kind of, uh, get revenge on Kenobi. And throughout the way he's kind of basically building these different alliances with criminal, um, or taking over different systems and different, like the Mandalorians. Uh, mm-hmm. and he, he kind of is, is just going through and taking names and, and conquering these people. And in a sense, I mean, he's a huge crime Lord. And so it made, uh, it, it, made a lot of sense knowing that backstory that he would be here as part of, uh, the leader of Crimson or the leader of Crimson Dawn that, yeah, it's really confusing. Like that was, that was kind of a, a surprise because the casual fan, is not going to understand all that stuff, <laughs> exactly. you know. But it was just kind of exactly. smart because then it might actually get people to want to go back and, and watch Clone Wars. Go back, yeah. And watch. Now
0: I feel like I have to watch every single thing yeah. and read everything that is in the official updated canon. Star Wars canon.
3: Well,
1: I guess will what? say Disney's like, doing a streaming.
0: Oh
1: my <laughs> yeah. twenty nineteen! You can just watch all if, of that, but you have to pay for if it. If you
2: just so. jump to Clone Wars and just if you just want to watch the Darth Maul. Scenes or the the episodes of Dark Moth—they're they're they're relatively contained. I think within like three or four episodes. Season
1: four starts at episode twenty-one. Yeah, and you
2: can watch—you can jump right into that. You don't really have to watch the whole season to get that. I will say this that series of episode is bonkers. It is the craziest weird. like darkest thing they've ever done in that series yeah. and and not and Rebels doesn't come close to doing anything that nuts with him no. in that. But it is a deep dive. The, yeah. The way they bring him back and the way they explain it is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, is that canon is Clone Wars yeah. canon? Absolutely. It is okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's the story that of how he survives. Really, that yeah. the uh, Phantom Menace thing. Honestly, so, Mark, you should go back and watch that because it is oh, yeah. it is the know. craziest bit. To. Like, don't feel like you have to watch anything before or after that. Yeah, like, just ha- go to those episodes.
1: You're absolutely right. Uh, that that backstory and all that gets pretty kind of witchcrafty, honestly. Yes, and so it's very. not it's you know, actually we didn't when we were kind of kids were going through Clone Wars, like just binge watching mm-hmm. it. We got to that point, and I was like, this this feels a little strange and I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> hey guys i let's, I'd agree. I, let's change yeah. let's change this. We don't need to watch this. Honestly. And it it get, does get really strange and really weird. And that really was mystical. my first
2: thought when I was watching as is I'm like, boy, this is really heavy for yeah. kids. Like for adults, it's fine, whatever. But for yeah. kids, I remember thinking like, my goodness, I can't believe they're taking it in this direction. He's got a brother. He's got, a, yep. I think it's his mother that is, that is sort of key uh-huh. to all of this. It goes just nowhere you thought it was going to go. And it's yeah. interesting. So you, you definitely I've got watch a question it,
0: now immediately immediately when i saw him pop up on screen i went to snoke mm. is there still no. a chance <laughs> no
2: god forbid <laughs> Is no. there? it wasn't it is wasn't a still fancy a gold robe it was just a i i thought it was going to be the emperor or or somehow yeah. tied to i thought, to the I thought emperor. it was going to be yeah. too um and i think they kind of wanted you to think mm-hmm. that but um yeah. I, my, my initial thought was I didn't like it actually. My, my very first thought when he revealed himself, I thought, Ooh, that that's crazy. Like, yeah, that's really bad. Like I know he's alive because of the extended universe and all that stuff, yeah. but to throw him at the end of this film, uh, it seemed like, I don't know, like crazy. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I watched it again and kind of thought about it. I'm like, well, I guess it's fine. And it will all depend on what they do in the next film. Mm. If this thing is by itself, I think it's a little confusing to throw him yeah. in at the end and, and uh, insinuate a whole backstory for Kira that we'll never know. But if there's a sequel, that'll be telling. How they use him in the sequel, if there is one, will be sort of my final judgment on whether this was a I good move. There, So
0: we've kind of hinted at this, but it's not doing as well as they thought it would or they wanted to uh, in the box office. But I think because it wasn't a total bomb and the way that they set this up They have to follow up with something.
2: I I feel like like they will. You can't not. Uh, And and maybe, I know, I mean, who knows? I I think a lot of people went into this film like Mark. They did not want to like this film. And I think a lot of people, on principle... (laughs) are bad-mouthing this film just to say I was right. This was a terrible film because I said it was going to be a terrible film and they're not sort of relenting. I'm not saying that's what you did, Mark. But I think that's a lot of it. Because I am rather surprised at the backlash for this film. At best, it's it's sort of innocent. (laughs) You know, like it doesn't piss you off the way I could see why The Last Jedi pissed a lot of people off. It doesn't do that. So I'm a little surprised by how much weird press it's getting. Who knows? That's a whole nother conversation, probably.
0: So you still never answered my question. Hmm.
2: What's your question? <laughs> yeah, what is the question? I forgot. I forgot the question. Is, is
0: there still a chance? Is my man Snoke? Are you serious?
2: Still around? No. That's a question. <laughs> well, yeah, of course Snoke's around now. He he lived through all of this, so he's he could be in any no. of these early films. Oh, you nah. mean after? Yeah. Yeah, After the Last Jedi, if
0: if, if Darth Maul can get cut in half, no, because oh, I
2: can't. Snoke. I mean, I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could.
1: Oh, I see. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the direct. Yeah, uh, I doubt it.
0: Maybe uh, <laughs>
1: you saw his tongue hanging out. I'll
0: have to. Yeah. I'll I'll have to watch uh, these episodes on the Clone Wars to see what it would take to resurrect Snoke. Um. But all right, let's um. Final thoughts before we get into our rating. Okay, uh, for me, so I'll start. Uh, like you guys were saying, I went into this. I don't know if I'd say wanting to not like it, but I definitely, oh man, I my expectations were all over the place going into this movie. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I had a good time watching it. It wasn't. It was not terrible. I think my the biggest complaint I had, I just. Like a broken record, saying it over and over again. To me, it's not really Han Solo, but I get your points. I understand, um, and I don't necessarily disagree. Just for me, I don't like that they went and made it this specific character. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, yeah, it was a really fun movie, and I hope they do some. They follow up with something equally as good, if not better.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I like a lot of the characters that they introduced here, um, and I want to see where this ends up yeah. mm-hmm. jared
2: uh i think this is a great palette cleanser after the last jedi uh, i think the skywalker story is like collapsing under its own weight at this point and i think uh, to me seeing this film makes it even more sensible for them to abandon the skywalker story at this point because you can't tell that story anymore. People are too invested yeah. in it, and they're they're smart to just let it go, let it die off, kill it off, and then whoever wants to come along for this second part of the journey, great. Um, when I see this film and see this kind of liveliness and excitement and it's not we're not arguing the lore of the Jedi and we're yeah. not arguing that kind of stuff, it's kind of nice to just enjoy a Star Wars film, a fun Star Wars film, And I think we need more of these kinds of films, sort of standalone films that are just a lot of fun, tell a fun story, uh, enough Star Wars to make it Star Wars, but not too much that they have to tie it up with every single previous film. This is the first film that acknowledges the prequels, I think, Mm -hmm. in in a very direct way. So it'll be interesting to see if that opens it up more. I, I really wanted this film to do well because I want to see more of these types of films. Maybe they should have waited to do such a big character a little bit further down the line when people are more comfortable with these spin off films, when people uh, have different expectations for them and things like that. But personally, my personal thoughts on this was I really enjoyed this film so much that I literally went the next morning to see it again because I really did want to see this film again. So for me, that's a big test is if you want to see this film again right away um so yeah i was really i was i was surprised at how much i liked this film so um, i was a little sad to see the the response has been so crazy
1: uh but again like what we kind of hit on i mean this was from the beginning it was going to have uh it's been very kind of divisive and not divisive um but it's 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 caught it it hasn't from coming off of the last jedi it's just it was kind of doomed in a sense from the beginning <laughs> on multiple levels. So I was just extremely pleased from all the points we talked about on the previous, the precap. And after seeing it and discussing it now, it, sh- it was just so much fun. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was a blast. It was like run and gun fun. It was just nonstop. Mm-hmm. The pacing was perfect. The character development was, was really great. And again, kind of Mark, I think, what's great about using Han Solo for kind of diving into more of this, uh, the familiarity of the universe is like, if it was, if it wasn't Han Solo or if it was someone else, we wouldn't be able to see Lando. We wouldn't be able to see more of Chewbacca. And so I think it's a really nice kind of funnel into seeing, uh, additional kind of ancillary characters, uh, which this just did what it needed to do. It was, it was just, uh, you know, chock full of Easter eggs uh, handled extremely well. The, I thought the dialogue was, was uh, on point. It was funny. It's, it's hard to be disappointed in this film for, for me because it's one that I uh, will, will pop in multiple times and just watch yeah. and see just the Kessel run, you know, see how that uh, plays out. <laughs> just, there's just a really lot of great things to, to take away from this film
0: while while you're going let's hear your final review so you're going to give us jason yeah so we're changing our scale now i tried to be cute and clever with our squared co movie reviews <laughs> and come up with our own review system but it didn't work so we're going to go to normal uh scoring the movies one to ten so why don't you go ahead and give us your final rating and where you would slight slot it um in the star wars so yeah. We tried to do this before, saying it would be better than this Star Wars movie and worse than yeah. this. Yeah, so go ahead and give us that okay. and then your final rating.
1: Yeah, I would say um, uh, I, as in terms of the, the Star Wars story, the standalone more type of films, uh, I would say Rogue One was still better mm. than Solo. Mm. But I don't think it was – gosh, it's still really tough. To me, it, it did a much better job than the prequels did. But it, let's just say if we're gonna go better than more current stuff, I would say it was better than the Force Awakens for sure. Mm. Yeah, for me it was. I think, um, yeah. I, again, I'd, I think the Force Awakens was a little bit what we expected, and this kind of turned some things around. There were there were some nice surprises along the way. So it's just more fun. Yeah, and just more more fun action. I mean, nonstop action. What that's that's Star Wars and in good character development and I. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely better than Force Awakens for me. What uh, was so your over, rating? Overall, I would yeah. probably say um, I'd say an eight and a half.
2: <laughs> Got the point oh, wow. five in there. Yeah, it's a high yeah, one. I liked it. It was fun. All right,
0: so I'm gonna go next, and I'm gonna say. So for me, that like the better than worse. than is it's difficult, it is. and this is just loose. It's your rating system, um, though.
3: <laughs>
0: just yeah, just so I can get it out there. Um, I'm going to say it's better than the last Jedi and worse than Revenge of the Sith. I know yeah. I like I I haven't seen it for a while but for memory I don't hate Revenge of the Sith mm. as much as the rest of the world.
2: Oh sure. I sure. may
0: have to rewatch it again. Oh, I don't think um, I don't think people hate
2: Sith, do they? I think I think they do. I think do. Phantom I think Menace people, gets the brunt of it and then
0: I think people just group the prequels now as like, "Oh, the prequels are all terrible and I hate them all." <laughs> yeah. And which, I mean, yeah, whatever. So I'm going to say better than Last Jedi, worse than Revenge of the Sith, and the, my final rating is going to be a 6.9. I was debating between 6 and 7, and then I let you guys Go say point. we can add the extra decimal point. But I think that extra, I couldn't give it a 7, because that's kind of high for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to be, you know, let you people know that it was not a great movie. I had a lot of fun in it. One of the things that we didn't get to talk about in the, in our review portion was this is an issue that I had because of where it exists in the timeline. Mm -hmm. And we know which characters survive. Jason, you kind of brought this up, I think in the precap, like we know Lando's going to survive. We know Chewie's going to be fine. We know Han's going to be fine. Um, And now with the introduction of these new characters, even though – so he died already in this first one, Tobias Beckett, but the characters that were introduced and in Still Alive, like Kira, if they continue with more movies, she's probably going to die. So the, the issue I had is that where it exists and the characters that are, that are in these films, the stakes aren't really high mm. to me because we know what happens long-term with a lot of these characters. Mm. So as I'm watching this, even as a solo film – solo film <laughs> – um stand or alone. <laughs> if it's going to be if it's going to be a trilogy like we kind of know what to expect in terms of where these characters are headed but yeah so for me i give it a 6.9 jared
2: <laughs> oh boy so I give it an eight out of ten, and uh, you know when we're when we're ranking it this way, this is kind of why I think we have to do it both both ways: ranking it Star Wars wise and ranking it as a film. Eight out of ten because I think it did what it set out to do well. Uh, it didn't overshoot. Uh, it didn't under deliver. I don't think in too many ways. You know, there's always going to be sticking points. There's sticking points for every Star Wars film where you could say oh, they probably shouldn't have done that, uh, but for for what I was anticipating and what I got, I was so surprised. Uh, And again, uh, how much they held back, uh, how much they, um, what they didn't do was almost as impressive as what they did. Um, So I'd give it an eight out of 10 Um, where it sits for me. It's really hard. I did write this out and I'm changing it as we're sitting here. So (laughs) like, it's about on par with, Rogue One for me, which sits sort of right in the middle between the original trilogy and the and the old and the prequels, I think I would watch this one more than Rogue One. There are parts yeah. of Rogue One that I really like, and it's a much more emotional film in in some ways uh, because it's tied so closely with the New Hope. But I think I would probably watch Solo a, a, a few times more. Here's my problem with Sith. Sith is the one that for me bounces up and down on the and the rating. Like Sith is right. like a good story told by a bad storyteller like there are parts of it that i really like you know you like seeing some of these iconic moments but then it's like someone telling you a story like oh this happened oh but i forgot to tell you that this happened before this oh no (laughs) then this happened like it feels like that to me there's so many scenes and it's cut all weird anyway so for me it sits right right around rogue one solo sith or right in the middle between prequels and so it's empire star wars jedi and then everything else gets shoveled around. The bottom is attack of the clones for me though. So yeah, that sort fair. of sets it up for you. Yeah. 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 That's where we stand. There we go. Yeah. Nice. But gosh, you know, I want to say I, I have never been, it's been a long time since I've come out of star Wars film, this happy, you know, like the last Jedi, you come out kind of scratching your head. Like, does that make sense? Do I like what I saw? That kind of thing. And this one, I think it was just like a good feeling star Wars, fun, when that Falcon did the flip and hit the Tie Fighter, that was fun. Like it was awesome. That kind of stuff, I thought was was a good time. So I want more like more Star Wars films like this, and save yeah. the heavy stuff for the the main trilogies, I guess.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I think so. We were trying to to keep this episode a little more bite-sized. I don't think it's ever going to be possible. You can edit us down <laughs> if, the, if the if the episode is Star Wars, no matter what it's going to go on forever. And congratulations um, to the listener.
2: If you've made it this far yeah. in this episode, <laughs>
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. So I think that's it for, for this episode. If you guys have any last words on solo before we sign off here.
2: Uh, no, I hope their sequels. I'll say that I do hope they yes. make the sequels.
0: Yeah. I really do hope that they continue the storyline or maybe not this specific storyline. If they decide it didn't do well enough, um, but uh, it would be cool to see if they do a Kenobi, how this path kind of intersects with Kenobi's and bringing Darth Maul into his world, maybe, and having these characters kind of carry the torch. Yeah. Um, if they're not going to do a solo sequel, I think that would make the most sense, but we'll see what happens. I would think
2: kids loved this movie. Like I could tell if I was a kid yeah. seeing this when I was much oh, younger, yeah. I would have loved if this, this
0: film. If this was your introduction to Star Wars as a you know a kid or you know a younger person, I think. It's a, this is a great intro to the Star Wars I think yeah I
2: world. think this is a much better intro than jumping into like last Jedi or even Force Absolutely. Awakens. Force Awakens maybe, but uh, I think this is a this comes closest to capturing what what new hope I think was for for me.
1: Yeah, and the toys to go with it. Like as a kid, <laughs> yeah, I would say as a kid, you know, I would be asking for the Falcon, I'd be asking for all those speeders. There's yep. there's so much uh, you know, fun little toys that uh, you can kind of bring the story to life in your own home.
0: All right. Last stuff. thing. Before we sign off, do you like the brand spanking new Millennium Falcon, or do you like the aged, kind of battle torn Millennium Falcon?
2: Yeah, uh, aged, battle torn. Uh, I think it's. I think that's funnier. Most uh, definitely,
1: and that that progression he, yeah. in this film to see how he just yes. as soon as he took
0: the yoke. Oh, it happened so it quick. I love it. It happened almost immediately. It was one like one flight, and it was totally and when lando left at um, the
2: end i thought that was just that was
0: fantastic.
1: awesome oh man so good so good
0: <laughs> yeah i definitely agree and would take the the battle torn uh yeah. version of the falcon okay. the new one is just it was too clean too, cl- too polished. let
2: me say this too before and you can edit this out because i know we're super long the way they handled the chess game in in there with chewy and, and and woody was great. That was, that was perfect <laughs> yeah. because it. They didn't try to be winky or cutesy about it. They did it straight on. That he's showing him mm. how to play it, and it was funny, and it felt like in line oh. with what we've seen, and, and it played into the story. A, it's, yeah, that's a great way to to incorporate these old things instead of having to wink at. Yep. every little detail
0: and they had chewy rip a yeah. <laughs> yes. arms off. and a good point too so it's like putting those two scenes together mm-hmm. to make the other scene yeah uh yeah that, that i just kind of forgot about that yeah. all right we're cool. gonna keep going yeah, we better if, you don't, if i don't to start if down. i don't force quit this conversation right now we'll never stop thank you jason um, hey, thank, you <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you have made it this far thank you jason for coming on and talking star wars again Um, If you aren't already following Jason, we will leave links to all of his work and how you can touch with him in our show notes again. Um, But I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you.
3: That's pretty Can good. We,
0: where's anybody got a pork? Thank you. I'm dying for the pork.